Hi, everyone, and welcome to Racing Best Bets, the racing podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. You can find us on X at Total Sports underscore 247. You can find this episode and all archived episodes of your favorite podcasts across the network on our website. It's totalsports247.podbean.com. We also have a newsletter, weekendweekout.substack.com. Visit that website and consider subscribing. And lastly, as I'm talking about subscribing, please rate, review, and subscribe to the network on whatever podcast platform you listen to. My podcast provider is Podbean, but you can listen on a whole host of other platforms as well. We are here to talk about the Daytona 500, America's great race that is taking place tomorrow at 2.30 on Fox. And when I say we, I know sometimes I use we in the royal sense, but we have a guest here today. Candace Fleming, also known as Krabby Jerkface on Twitter, is here to give us her insights, analysis, and her best bet recommendations for America's greatest race. Candace, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Give the audience a sense of who you are and what it is you like so much about NASCAR and uh, this sport that we both love. What's up, Hayes? Thanks for having me. Um, NASCAR, yeah. This is a I would tell you, you know, what got me into NASCAR is kind of what got me into a lot of things. Fantasy sports. It's probably about yeah. uh, 2000, 2001. I'm going to age myself a bit. <laughs> um, first time I had a fantasy NASCAR team. And my team was Kevin Harvick, Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, and Matt Kenseth. So, wow, that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Right. For my first team. And I didn't even win. So what are you going to what are you going to say? But they're all uh, former champions there. Um, except for Dale Jr., yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of how I started. And then uh, my first race is actually at Daytona, not the 500, but in the July race, mm -hmm. 2004. And then when you actually go to a race, it's just another experience. Oh, I bet. Uh, I still haven't even gone to one. Oh, come on, Hayes. I know. We got to go to Loudoun. We've talked about this. Yes. Or Bristol or somewhere. Yes. Or anywhere. Yes. Anywhere. So <laughs> that's how it began. And then you just – so those guys are always my – drivers right and harvick just retiring last year so uh kind of i guess bubba is now my main guy bubba wallace <laughs> so uh, it's just because you can find a guy and follow him and then you have guys you don't like obviously so it's just a fun way to get together friends watch races and you, you don't have you know it's just fun to watch them battle um yell at each other all that stuff. the drama just, the, the drama there's always that's, drama right exactly so that's that's probably where i'm coming from how do you feel about Harvick being in the booth now? Oh, I love it. I think, you know, I, I only heard a little bit of it uh, last week or a couple of days ago. Yeah. And he did kind of do some uh, Xfinity, I feel like, last a few years. So he's, I think he's he done it. some stuff when they've done like um, like the drivers only stuff. He's been involved yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it keeps him involved. Right. And um, so I think it's great. Um, and also, you know, you follow his uh, son. His son is a, a little race car driver and uh, his daughter, too, has started. So. They're still going to be around, so, uh, but I do like it. I think he'll he'll be good, and I I don't think he's afraid to uh, criticize either. But we'll see. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. I mean he 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 was a pretty vocal 
he was pretty vocal when he was a driver. I, oh, I feel yeah. like he never shied away from voice. I mean, I feel like a lot of drivers don't, but he he Maybe he didn't. He and yeah. I, I think he'll be good in the booth because just because of his chemistry with boyer i think i think boyer will maybe help relax them a little bit i feel like maybe they need to have a few broadcasts under their belt before they yes. really get clicking but yeah you know that chemistry is, is 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 very natural they have they have such an affinity for each other totally and clint's just a fun guy to listen to <laughs> yeah he's totally fun <laughs> you know what's so funny so i was watching the uh, a little bit of the duels on thursday and they didn't i from what i saw they didn't talk about the chiefs at all and i thought, I thought that, for that sure. would be yeah yeah so he that's he's always uh, online and everything about his chief loves so come on that's 100% i thought i mean it, it might have been good to have a little bit of a break from the chiefs considering um it feels like they come up all the time now everywhere you look too many too much like, i'm over it yeah I'm that's over. a whole nother <laughs> that's a different podcast yeah we can do that later <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, the logistics around Daytona. We'll get into some a little bit of some stats and we'll talk about the race and talk about uh, the positioning of the drivers, where they where they are on the starting grid, how qualifying and duels went. And then we'll get right into some of our picks. So first off, pole sitter was uh, Joey Logano. And get this, Candace. I don't know if you know this, but there has not been a pole sitter who's won Daytona since 2000. So it has well, been. I can't believe it's that long. It's but... been forever wow. since a pole sitter has won. I mean, <laughs> could be part of the reason is Alex Bowman's winning the pole all the time, and we know that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, pole sitter hasn't won Daytona since two thousand. Uh, I wanted to give the audience a little. That's bit why of... you never. I, I really. No, go ahead. Sorry, I think my my connection just got uh, slow because you froze. But go ahead. Um. I was just going to uh, give the audience uh, a taste of who the new faces are in the sport this year as well. I don't know that we're going to be betting on any of these drivers today, but we've got Josh Berry in the four taking over for uh, Kevin Harvick over there at Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, Noah Gregson is back. He is in the 10 car for Stuart Haas. He was There was a little bit of controversy with him last year uh, on social media. He was suspended for the rest of the year, and now he is... He is back uh, driving in the 10 car for Stuart Haas. We've got Daniel Hemrick promoted from Xfinity. He's going to be, be with a colleague racing in the 31. We've got John Hunter Nemechek, again, returning to the Cup Series in the 42 for Legacy Motor Club. Carson Hoshevar, he was in the trucks, I believe, last year. He is a young buck. There are too many rookies, actually, when you think about it this year uh, in the sport because we have someone like Hemrick and someone like John Hunter who have been in the, in the series already. So some of these faces that are quote unquote new actually have experience already. Hochevar is not one of them. He'll be in the 77 for Spire racing. Zane Smith is going to be in the 71 for Spire. And then Justin Haley has moved over to Rick Ware racing in the 51. So those are the new faces uh, that are on the circuit this year. A lot of them, like I said, I don't know that we'll be betting them, especially in the first race, but who knows? Daytona is one of those races where anything can happen, especially on the last lap. And when we look back at the history of Daytona, 13 Daytona 500s were won with a last lap pass, including four of the last eight. And we know that the last three drivers who have won, Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick, and, of course, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. last year, long shot odds to win. And prior to that, you know, other champions that we have in the field include Jimmy Johnson, who's won twice, 
Uh, Hamlin's won three times, and I want to say there might be another driver. Do you remember Candace? Anyone else who's who's won this? Who's in the field? Oh, Austin Dillon. Yes. And your boy Joey Logano won back in 2015. <laughs> so uh, we have some experience with uh, drivers who have won this race, but if you think about it, not too too many um, have won it so far. Yeah, I was thinking like this is kind of a crapshoot, really, to to pick this race. Um, as you kind of just said everything I was going to say, like so many top drivers have never even won it either, or, or it took forever to win it. If you remember Dale senior, it took him years. Um, Tony Stewart never won it. First of mm -hmm. all. Um, so, and Kyle Busch is a uh, O for 18. So, uh, you know, I think he's got a, he's obviously going to be looking for it. So, you know, may have a bet there. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny too. Like, you know, you look at a driver like, like him and maybe even a little bit, of Martin Truex, who has struggled kind of across the board with this. Uh, He's also over Daytona late racing. Yeah, um, they're up there in terms of odds on the books, which is which is interesting because, of course, they're you know, legendary drivers, but they don't have a good track records at this particular track. And Truex overall doesn't have a great track record at all. I think he's 0 for 37. Oh, for 37 at Daytona. Yes, overall, yeah. Because I don't think he's won a Talladega either. No. So. And yeah, he's really good. I feel like he's really good at super speedways, right? Even if he hasn't, he's always up there. So. I have a stat for you on him. We'll get to that in a minute okay. because um, Truex might be somebody that we talk about later on. Let's get into what we have uh, lined up for the afternoon in terms of the starting position. So as we mentioned, Logano won the poll. Michael McDowell is alongside him in row one. And then we have the winners of each of the duels from Thursday. Was it Thursday? From Thursday. Yep. Who are in row two. And that was Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. And Reddick came from the back in his duel to win he i think he was 19th or 20th to start and ended up coming back to win his his duel christopher bell uh won the the second duel and then from there we go to row three with chase elliott and austin Sindrick. Sindrick back up there in yeah. uh row three after winning the race a couple years ago uh, hamlin is in row four alongside alex, alex bowman so bowman <laughs> typically winning the poll here and hamlin the three-time champion Row five, we've got two newcomers, Carson Hochevar and John Hunter Nemechek. So they are rounding out the top 10. Row six, Eric Jones and Harrison Burton. I've heard a lot about Eric Jones. A lot of chatter about him. I'm, I have as well. And, and he's usually pretty good at super speedways as well. So that yeah. might be part of it. That could be part of it. Yeah. Um, it was funny <laughs> going back to the duel. Um so Stenhouse came up from the back in his duel and was leading for a good amount. And then there was um, issues with um, there, with teams and communication. And it kind of screwed up the the pitting of that first duel. And he ended up sort of at the back. And then he, then he got wrecked. And then, like, there was a whole, like, he, he ended up, I, I think, I actually think that he quit the duel. I think that he probably could have finished, but he was, like, it's not worth it. Now that's, I don't know that for sure, but I think that he, he backed out um, just to be on the safe side. And when he was leading, Eric Jones was behind him and Ricky told his spotter to tell Eric Jones spotter to, to push differently. 
<laughs> he was like, he's like not hitting me in the right spot. I was, he was like making him like wobble or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. That's Ricky. <laughs> like the, the, the driver who has the name Recky Stenhouse telling other people. <laughs> how to, right. Um, our boy Daniel Suarez is in row seven alongside Zane Smith. And then uh, Ty Gibbs and Brad Keselowski in row eight. Kyle Larson and William Byron in row nine. Byron was the source of, uh, I think, that crash in the duel on uh, that second duel. Again, that um, propelled uh, Christopher Bell to the victory. There was, you know, oh, oh, sorry, that was the first duel. Blaney, was the, now I'm getting confused if it was the first or second. Either way, did you see the video of Blaney afterwards? I did not. He was really angry. And um, I think he was like kind of blaming Brad Keselowski for it because the way it happened was uh, it seemed like Byron was trying to get in front of the eight. And then that like he had to, the, the eight had to check up, but then Brad was trying to push him. And then there was this whole like big old wreck. And it seemed like it was the 24th fault to me. But Blaney can't really blame William Byron like on TV because of the fact that William Byron is engaged to his sister. So <laughs> it's not <laughs> you know all the uh, inner workings there. Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, the, like what can he do, right? He kind of yeah, yeah. he he kind of has to he kind of had to blame Brad, and and I'm usually all for that, but it didn't really seem like it was it was his fault. A lot of people uh, are for that. What's that? A lot of people are for blaming <laughs> Brad. They are, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, okay, and then Busher and Briscoe round out row 10. Uh, so if we look further down the field, Jimmy Johnson and Bubba Wallace are the tandem in row 12. Truex is down in row 14 with Almondinger. Corey LaJoy sits in row 15. Back in row 17 is Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch, the teammates there over at, um, over at Richard Childress. And then... Uh, Stenhouse is in 18 and and then like some of the also ran so to speak a lot of the drivers that we just talked about kind of round out the field so that's where we're positioned in terms of the uh, starting lineup but I don't know how you feel about this Candace I'm not sure how much of this matters at this race relative to other races what do you think I absolutely agree I was gonna you know at super speedways, it does where you the pole position doesn't really matter. As you said earlier, um, how many races end up uh, the last minute wins? Like yeah. it doesn't matter. You're moving constantly, drafting all that stuff. It doesn't really matter. You can come back. If, definitely, if it was like Bristol, yeah, that that's important. But yeah, here at Daytona, anybody can win, even from the back. Even from the back, right? Yeah. I mean, I like I think last year Ricky started somewhere in the range of in the 30s i think yeah. he was towards the back right yep and you know how i used to um you and i know this but i would bet on him almost every week and i didn't <laughs> bet on him last year and he finally won what the heck <laughs> right. <laughs> right i know uh, that was pretty unfortunate actually it was very unfortunate yeah. um okay so that uh, sets the scene for some of our bets so there's a couple different ways you can bet uh, NASCAR races. You can bet outright winners. You can bet top three, top five, and top 10. Typically, you can bet matchups, driver versus driver. You can bet uh, Ford versus Chevy versus Toyota if you want to. You can bet uh, organizations against each other. There are a whole host of ways to 
place your NASCAR bets. I tend to bet a little bit more on the conservative side, and I have done so today. Um, I know that our our guest here, Krabby Jerkface, might have some long shots for us uh, to to consider as part of our uh, overall uh, betting strategy and fun that we're going to have tomorrow. Um, why don't you start us off, Candace? What's a play that you really like tomorrow uh, for for uh, any, anything you want, either top three, winner, whatever it is? Sure. So, you know, um, I'm going to go with someone I don't, I don't even like, uh, Denny Hamlin, but <laughs> he's a multiple-time winner here. Um, historically great. So not picking him to win, but like top three and top five are both really good. So top three is plus 240. Uh, this is at DraftKings. Yeah. And uh, top five is plus 105. So I think either of those would be great. But myself, I think I would do top five um, at plus 105. That's just where, where I'm going to start there. Okay. So one of my bets is Denny Hamlin top five at plus 105. So we are on the same page. I completely agree. And when you, if, if going back to the duel, he was masterful at the way he managed that race even though he did not come out victorious he kind of slipped up a little bit at the end but the pitting strategy and his his tendency to kind of wait for opportunities and wait for other people to make mistakes and kind of stay out of the mess uh and uh, emerge from it i think that's part of the reason that he's been able to win three of these things and and i will say with hamlin and this is this is an opinion and it's going to be an opinion question for you. Uh, he's never won a championship, right? That's like the only thing maybe that he has left to do, right? Is there anything else in his storied NASCAR career that's left besides winning a championship? No, and I hope that remains the same, really. <laughs> but yes, I think that's it. <laughs> last year he you know he started to make uh, enemies of friends right we saw this yeah. with kyle larson just pushing his buttons too often in races yeah. right i think that he is on a mission to win this year to win a championship and then retire yeah because I, I, he, yeah. he's got the gig with dirty mo media right he's i think he wants to he sees the success of former driver like his contemporaries going into media and killing it like clint boyer now kevin harvick right they're just they're, they're tony stewart's there uh pretty regularly right there is a path for hamlin i mean of course dale jr there's a path for hamlin to get into media he's basically already there i think he wants to get this championship and get out of nascar that is my guess that is my hunch and so I'm going with Hamlin top five at plus 105 today for a number of reasons. One, I think he's very good at this track, obviously, with the three wins. Two, uh, I think that uh, he isn't going to give a wit about what anybody thinks about him this whole year. And three, I think he wants to retire. I can't disagree with you there at all. Um, but maybe he would rather you know, retire as a winner of the you know as a as the owner of a car that wins uh with Bubba but that's a whole nother thing but yeah I can tell if he's determined and doesn't he I don't think he really cares about what people think normally so yeah, yeah if he's on a um a mission I can see it but I hope it, it it kind of goes the way it's been going he'll have a good year but then towards the end he just can't come through 
Well, he's he, it's interesting with him too. Like you know, he's he's obviously great at Daytona, and he's he's kind of a versatile driver, except for the road courses. He you know last year he was winning. You remember he was winning all those polls last year at the road courses, but he never. I don't think he had, had converted any of those into into victories. But he's had a, a pretty pretty up and down record i think at, at some of those like like the sonomas and those places yeah that's a good point i don't think he, yeah he, he hasn't ever had much success there uh wins wise but i feel like any other track he's definitely won at least one of you know all and he's really good at short tracks too so it's kind of that is very i would say rare that someone is that good at both super speedways and the short i agree yeah yeah um okay so that's kind of enough on Denny Hamlin for now. What do you say? Uh, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to your next pick. What's another What's another play that you like? So maybe I should have started with the top 10, but I, I think um, Kyle Reddick uh, is plus 100 for top 10. I think that's uh -huh. a good one to go. Okay. What is it that you like about Tyler Reddick top 10? Well, I mean... Uh, he won one of the duels, right? So yeah, and he did great at it. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, I don't know that this is his preferred um, type of racing, but I don't know. Like, I mean, he's got Bubble on. Bubba's is pretty good. Yeah, on these kinds of tracks, and having him as a teammate could help a lot. And hey, at the very least, he shows he can <laughs> win a sixty lap race at one of the, at, at one of these kinds of uh, yeah. places. I just think he's up and coming, right? So he has been. So he totally. Uh, I just, I, I would put my money there. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of Tyler Reddick and twenty three eleven, one of the rate, one of the bets that I am considering placing. I'm, this is not an, a a full recommendation of the podcast itself, but there is a bet out there that pits twenty three eleven against Richard Childress. So Richard Childress, the home of Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, twenty three eleven is at minus one twenty. And Richard Childress is at minus 110. So it's very curious. I kind of want to go with 2311, but it's just the 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 fact that, I mean, Kyle Busch, I, I think, might have a very good race. And, of course, Austin Dillon, the former champion. I don't think that Dillon's necessarily a threat here tomorrow, on Sunday. But um, it is interesting that the 2311 team has minus 120 against that Richard Childress team of minus 110. Yeah, because I would think it would be, yeah, um, that's a tough one for me because I have people on both teams that I have, you know, I'm going to recommend bets for. So um, which way are you leaning? I was leaning towards 2311 at minus that's 120. Right. Okay. I, I was. Um, I would think I would lean, even though 2311 is, you know, my guy, but I think I would lean Childress there. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. It, 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 it like, it caught my eye and... Uh, yeah. So speaking uh, of Austin Dillon, I'm going to transition here into a couple of matchup plays that I like. So these matchups are, um, I think these are all on DraftKings right now. So um, one of the plays I like is Austin Dillon against Austin Sindrick. And the bet is Dillon minus 105 versus Sindrick at minus 125. Now, I know that Sindrick is a former champion here. And he is starting in the top 10. But Dylan is also a former champion here. And quite honestly, I don't think Cindric is all that good. So uh, I like these odds that Dylan has at minus 105. Um, I think that if 
he can team up with not just with Richard Childress, but the rest of the Toyotas, I think that could help uh, get him towards a finish that at least beats Austin Cindric. I just don't think that Cindric is that talented a racer. So I'm going to go with the 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 better odds with Dylan here at minus 105. That's going to be my first play. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think it's with Cindric. It's just I think it's just super steep speedways. He's been pretty good in his young career. So, but otherwise, I agree with you. I don't. You know, it doesn't really. You don't see him much any show up anywhere else. I just don't see it with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, this could be a little bit of a gut pick, but um, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the veteran who had the reality TV show over the <laughs> there you go over over the young buck. Um. Okay, I'm going to go with one other, and then I'm going to see what else you have. So I have another matchup play that I like, and it's Martin Truex versus Kyle Larson. And Truex is minus 105, and Larson is minus 125, and I do not understand this at all. Larson is notorious for being bad at these tracks, right? And if we look at the stats, listen to this, crabby jerk face, Candace Fleming. Kyle Larson has an average finish of... 26.8 26.8 at the drafting tracks last year. So drafting tracks, including Atlanta, right? Yeah. And in the next gen era, right? So ever since they moved to this next gen car, he has an average finish of 24.6 at the drafting tracks. Now, Martin Truex Jr., I think that he's actually a little bit unlucky at super speedways, right? You talked about how you don't yeah. think that he's a bad super speedway racer, right? Right. He has this reputation that he stinks, but when you look at his average positioning, not necessarily average finish, right? He's kind of up there with like the Blaney's and the Logano's and those those other racers that you feel like are pretty good at super speedways. He's like kind of right there with them. And so um, I think that Truex is going to have a very good race tomorrow, despite the issues that he had on pit road. Uh, during the duel i think there was a fuel issue which that should be it wasn't like a manufacturing issue so that should be easy enough to resolve um i cannot believe that this that he is minus 105 versus larson at minus 125 given their respective track records so that's my second play truex minus 105 i love i like that a lot i mean because i i'm surprised to see to hear those stats on uh, larson actually but, They're so bad. Well, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of them is because he crashes out. But yeah, but that that's just probably because he's been so good. That's more of a, just because he's a top driver. I think you're giving him a little bit of a maybe a break. I don't know, but I, I like that play on Truex Jr. I mean, I mean, Larson's so good at basically everything else, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would do that. So those are two of my three matchups, but I want to hear from you since you stole one of my picks as well. I'm like halfway done. So um, what else you got on your board? <laughs> uh, so I also, now I'm going to go like a couple of um, like top five, uh, top threes, which I kind of like, Okay. which, you know, obviously a little harder, but so the, you know, lines are a little uh, larger, but I got two plays there. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Bell is plus 500. Um I think they you know he won one of the duel, the other duel, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a good play. You're not picking he, it for him to win. He's a great up and coming racer too. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of these up and coming racers in my mind. That's like already arrived. He's so good. Yeah. 
I like him a lot. So I, uh, yeah, I'm going to put some money there. And then uh, Bubba, we've been talking about him a few times. You know, he's my he's my new guy now. I mean, yeah. he's been my guy since he wasn't even with 23, uh, you know, racing. But he's at plus 550, which, I, again, I think is a good one. And um, he, he's he's finished second here twice, right? And he's always – he races really well at uh, Super Speedway. So, and, you know, I almost would think he has a good chance to even win the race. But, again, betting on the winner is just so hard. Um, I feel like top three, not a bad uh, way to go. Yeah, why do you think he's so good at the super speedways? Because it it does feel like he has, uh, I I think he's getting better. Um, It does feel like he has struggled at other tracks, Um, like particularly longer tracks that aren't super speedways. And I don't know if that's like 100% accurate. It just feels that way. What do you think makes him so good at the super speedways? Yes, I wish I knew. No, I more from the uh, space of, of the drafting. Some drivers are better with that. Um, yeah. Yes, it's a good question, Hayes. I haven't really thought of that. What makes I someone think, good there? I, I think it has to do with the drafting too. It must, yeah. right? Their ability, right. their ability to um, to to drive in such tight space and be comfortable with that. I think I think not every driver is comfortable with that. Or yeah, or being able to actually driving fast because some of those smaller races you're not really going very fast and maybe that's true. yeah, so um, it's a good question. But then that I don't want to go back to Hamlin, but then he's like, well, how does someone be able to do it well at all of them? So yeah, and um, Logano too. Logano's good. Uh, at short. Yeah, <laughs> he's very good at the short tracks. Um. Okay. So we uh, so Bubba for top five. Oh, sorry, top three at plus yeah. five fifty, and Bell top three at plus five hundred as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple more as well. And I do have a winner. Did you pick a winner? I have two winners. Uh two. okay. So yeah. we'll conclude with those. So yeah. So one of the, so this is what I wanted to run by you. We were talking about this off air before we before we recorded. I'm going against my guy Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but I'm only going against it because I feel like the math is a little weird on this. And so I wanted to run this by you to see that I'm like not crazy about this, right? So it's a matchup play. And it's Michael McDowell versus Stenhouse. Stenhouse is minus 125 and Michael McDowell is minus 105. Like, I don't get that. I feel like, okay, so this is why I don't get it, okay? So we've got Stenhouse at minus 125 and McDowell at minus 105. Looking at DraftKings right now, McDowell is 18 to 1 to win the race and Stenhouse is 35 to 1, right? Isn't this really weird? Like, I feel like I'm missing something, Right. So for Stenhouse to finish top three, he's 10 to one and McDowell's five to one. Like, so why would this be like, why would the odds for McDowell to finish top three, top five, top 10 to win be better than Stenhouse's yet Stenhouse has better odds to beat McDowell head to head. Does he finish uh, high? Does he have a better average finish? overall he, he maybe does have an average an average finish maybe that's part of it but it's still very odd um it, it is right yes like what <laughs> so that stood out to me and that's and where looked, you go what's your play there i'm going with mcdowell at minus 105 yeah yeah that's but okay. that's literally the only reason you i, yeah. I don't i don't consider it betting against Stenhouse. okay i consider it betting for michael mcdowell yeah. At minus one hundred five, and and it's really the only reason because it just felt so weird, stacked up against those other 
like like the 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 odds like it's it felt really weird um okay i have a top 10 play and then winner what what do you have left so i just have the winners i gave you my top 10 which was reddick earlier um, okay so i'll do my top 10 and then we'll get into our winners and we'll and we'll wrap okay. up here so a racer that i'm hearing a lot of chatter about and dale jr is behind some of the chatter this guy was in the truck series last night um it's Corey lajoy and he has a very good track record at super speedways or more accurately drafting tracks. Remember, he almost won Atlanta. Yes. That was like heartbreaking that he didn't win that race. Um, and I think Logano won it, didn't he? If I'm remembering right. Uh. I, I don't probably sure. it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> probably he probably did right. Yeah. I don't, I, that might not be true, but anyway, Corey LaJoy's averaging in the next gen car on these drafting tracks, so including Atlanta, his average finish is seventeen point four. So I, I mean, that's got to be far and away his best finish relative to say, you know, three quarter mile tracks, half uh, uh, mile tracks, mile and a half, whatever it is. There, there's no way that this is not his best type of surface or type of track dale jr thinks he's going to get into the playoffs this year he said that on his pod mm -hmm. and i don't know that i'm willing to go that far he's just he's a he's a great personality he's got his own podcast as well stacking pennies he, i to me he hasn't shown enough progress year to year to year to make me think that he's going to get in the playoffs he is a little bit of a seat filler if we're being frank but for him to get top 10 at plus 125, I think that's pretty good considering just the minus money for so many drivers in the field for top 10. It's kind of ridiculous. And trying to look for value in the top 10 space, given all this, uh, this minus money for so many drivers, I, I, I feel like this is, this is the way to go. And, and top 10 feels definitely doable for a driver like LaJoy. That's very reasonable. And I think that's a good number for it too. I, I like that play a lot. I don't know about the championship. I love Dale Jr. But <clears throat> I love Dale Jr. too. <laughs> um, okay. So you have two, two bets for the winner. Yeah. Okay. So, so you do one, I'll do mine and then you do yours and then we'll wrap up. Love it. All right. So we talked about him earlier. Oh, uh, for 18 here. Kyle Busch is at plus 1200 and that's my pick to win an actual real pick, you know, not a long shot or anything, but uh, I think he has a great chance. And, you know, again, kind of, you know, you're determined you want to get that one, uh, mark that one off your list. Um, he's he obviously he's on a hall of fame career. So if that's the one thing missing kind of like with Hamlin missing a championship, but uh, yeah. a little different, yeah. but um, a little different, but, but not, not dissimilar. Right. Yeah. It is it is that that idea of like getting that one. I mean, how how many years would you say that Kyle Bush was the best racer in NASCAR? Oh, um <laughs> until the last couple of years. So like twelve, I don't know. Like long time, yeah. right? I think he was yeah. like despite not getting this this race, like he was it was pretty clear that he was the best for a good length of time. Yes. Yeah. Such a long time. Um, and you know, he so I think he's a great chance. I just want to mention, we didn't really bring it up earlier, but um, another uh, Blaney and Kosowski also offer. So those are two guys to maybe look for. 
I mean, at, mm. at Daytona. Um, so they might be looking for, I, I don't have, uh, see, Kozlowski is plus a thousand and Blaney yeah. plus a thousand, but I, That's I do like That's interesting with Brad Kay. I think Brad Kay has a, has a reputation for being a pretty good, um, restrictor plate or, or yeah. the, the super speedway racer. Um, so that's a little surprising. Yeah. So that's my, uh, let's go Kyle. Let's go. So you stole my thunder again. Cause I also have, I also <laughs> Kyle Bush at 12 to one. He is, he was my, pl- I just think, I feel like this is like a stars aligning kind of thing. Cause it's yes, he's never won Daytona, but it's not like he's a bad racer at super speedways. He's not at all. Right. And he had a great duel. He had a great race last year until, you know, Rex finished things at the end for so many drivers that enabled Ricky to win. But, like, I mean, wasn't he leading? He was leading for so much of that race. That was last year that he was leading so much of that race, right? Yeah. And then it just Daytona happens. So, and then Daytona happened. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I, so he, he's my play as well at 12 to 1. So, um, you have one more on your docket, though, that we have to talk about. I do. About. I think that's good for us, though, that we're both on Kyle. Um, so my uh, second one is just a New England long shot for everybody. Uh, Kaz Grala. Yes. That- yes. Plus 10,000. <laughs> Throw five bucks on that. And hey, let's go. <laughs> I love that. So Kaz Grala, he got in um, by taking out BJ McLeod in the duel, which was kind of, I don't know, it was good for us being you know, the Boston fans that we are. Um, I, I I feel like a, a lot of the rest of the sport had wished that McLeod had gotten in. It was it was crazy to see that car driving around the track with no sponsorships on it. And it's just like, uh, Harvick said this during the broadcast. He's like, everybody on that track right now really likes BJ McLeod. So, um, and his post-interview was really, really good too. Um, talking about, you know, it was just, it was, he didn't see this as like a lost opportunity. He just saw it as a way to continue to get his name out there and continue to move forward and to drive what it is that he has going on within his, his little team. And yes, he's not going to be there for Daytona, but it's not like he's going to be going anywhere. It's not like he's going to be giving up those sorts of things. And it was just, it was, it was a very mature way of looking at what is obviously a disappointing situation for him but um it's good for us to have casgrala in there right agreed yeah and i was gonna say um mature which is very on nascar like it can be <laughs> agreed right yeah maybe that's why so many people like him maybe that's why he doesn't have any enemies well and also i mean not for nothing he's not a threat so that so it's yeah. easy, it's easier to like the drivers <laughs> who aren't threats right exactly but yeah let's go Kaz. Uh, that was great for for us for sure Okay, so let's summarize. I'll do my picks and then I'll summarize yours and I'll just make sure that I hit everything. So my official picks for the pod, we've got three matchups that I like. So Austin Dillon over Austin Sindrick. That's Austin Dillon minus 105. I like Martin Truex Jr. over Kyle Larson. It's Martin Truex minus 105. And I've got Michael McDowell over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Michael McDowell at minus 105 as well. I like Hamlin top five at plus 105. I like Corey LaJoy plus, uh, sorry, top 10 at plus 125. And Kyle Busch to win at plus 1,200. Those are my picks. So for you, we've got um, for, did you have Hamlin at top three as well? Or are you just playing the I top five? Top five. 
Just yep. the top. Okay. So we uh, agree on Hamlin top five at plus 105. You've also got a couple top three plays with Christopher Bell plus 500 and Bubba Wallace at plus 550. Yep. You've got a top 10 play with Tyler Reddick at plus 100. I like that play too. And you've got Kyle Bush at plus 1200 and Kaz Grala at plus 10,000 to win. Is Did I capture everything, Candace? You, you got it right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, let's any win some final, money. What's that? I said, let's win some money. Any other final thoughts before we close here, Candace, besides win some money? Uh, also, you know, this is not about the race, but let's, uh, I would put plus 3000 for Bubba to win the championship. Uh, that's a, mm. a separate play for all you out there. Separate play for the NASCAR championship, Bubba Wallace at plus 3000. Well, I want to thank my guest, Krabby jerk face, Candace Fleming. You can follow her on X at Krabby jerk face. Again, remember to follow me at total sports underscore two four seven. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of racing best bets. We will be here throughout the NASCAR season covering all the races and giving our best bets and analysis. So stay tuned for next weekend's episode where we'll recap a little bit of what happened at Daytona and continue to cover all of the races. Enjoy the races this weekend and we will see you next time.